Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Insert your country here. We got them up in Canada just like <laughs> yeah. you do. Don't you but worry. 5G stands for guh, 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 global warming. <laughs> <laughs> Lore Boys here, fulfilling more requests here in our personal Thunderdome. Uh, my name is Peter O'Donoghue, and oh, I am joined by... Oh, now I know what we're doing. It wasn't Quake. You guys just saw me <laughs> playing Quake. Yeah. <laughs> I did as soon as Quake. I'm, I'm Ethan. Thunderbone. Ja- James Miller, Thunderdome. There's one, That's a location in season one of Apex Legends. Are we doing Apex Legends again? No. <laughs> yeah, thank God. No, we are not. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's Mad Max, right? It's Mad Max Two is Thunderdome. Or this week we'll be covering Mad Max. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, the third um, one is is Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome. Exactly. Yeah, okay. um, Mad Max has been requested a few times by our patrons, and this was a Patreon only request a week for me. I uh, reached out in the uh, Prime folks Discord channel. If you want to get in there, you got to pay us. That's pay to play, but uh, your voice always matters, and uh, and and whatnot. So I. Kind of did that there. Um, also, uh, we missed this the past couple of weeks. Um, welcome to our newest patrons, uh, which are Anja Sandal, uh, Nathan Madden, and Josh LeFrancois. So welcome, and thank you so much. Uh, for anybody who is not supporting us, there is no need, but we always appreciate it. Thanks. His name is Josh the Frank? Yeah. Okay, there's, wow. there was cool. a no-name 309. Was one of them that you mentioned no-name 309? I think that would be the middle one. Okay. okay, the middlest yeah. stepchild. If not, exactly. I, I also no name three hundred nine. But we assume that and you were already you mentioned. Much. If you were yes. already <laughs> mentioned, then you don't get two. So disregard one of those. Yeah. Um, are you guys familiar with Mad Max movies, game, anything? Uh, nope. yeah. It's it's a bunch of spiky boys out in the desert competing for some oil. Is what I know. Oil and water, right? Gas, yeah. and, gas and water. Those are like the two big commodities. I know it's post-apocalyptic. I know that, like Jamie says, a lot of leather and spikes. Yeah. Uh, Borderlands. It looks like Borderlands. Yeah, yeah. They, they ripped off Borderlands. They ripped off 2K <laughs> and just made Borderlands the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they couldn't get the rights. There's like a really old Mad Max movie too, right? Like, is it just from the 80s or is it like from... There, the first a, one came out new in the 70s. Yeah, there's 70s, a new like, one, basically. They did a yeah. reboot with Tom Hardy. There are four, exactly. The four. first one, the first three have Mel Gibson of racist tirade fame and also chicken run <laughs> which is i actually prefer to his tirade personally yeah. um, <laughs> um and braveheart obviously and then the fourth one uh is, i don't think you have I to explain a, who mel gibson is <laughs> a canonical sequel he was in what women want if anybody on the server is that, that helps if that helps yeah, he was in signs he was the yeah uh, the man who gave braveheart. up his faith in signs yep braveheart, yeah. braveheart was already said jamie but good try oh 
Yeah. It, it, that's that's just a blue man group guy who didn't commit, you know. Yeah, all yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just the, yeah, just the just well, the like the Celtic or the Scottish they, like blue line. They were they were <laughs> halfway through uh, doing their makeup for the auditions when war broke out after the king prima nocta Mel Gibson's wife or something. I don't know. Yeah, or he what? he tries to and she refuses, so he he slits her throat. I think is the catalyst for Braveheart. I haven't seen it since uh, it was uh, probably 15, 20 years. I don't know. So what's the <laughs> movie? Where, what's the movie where he's yelling sake over and over again because he's drying that's Tom out? Tom Cruise, alcohol. and that's the last oh. samurai. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly the scene you meant. Anytime somebody offers me sake, if I've had enough to drink at the time, I will yell it like Tom Cruise in The Last Samurai. <laughs> I think I watched it at your parents' place while drinking, so that makes I, sense why I remember. It's a, I'm a big fan of that movie. I really yeah. enjoy it. Okay. I, I like it as well. Anyway, it's not that, um, but it is... <laughs> We're uh, not Mad doing Mac- The Last Samurai? <laughs> no, exactly. Um, I personally have not seen the first Mad Max movie. Uh, I got a free copy of it on Blu-ray when I bought Fallout New Vegas on Xbox 360. And they just included what a that. Tale. <laughs> what is they included that with my copy of New Vegas. Obviously, because I was buying New Vegas for Xbox, you may have gathered I did not own a Blu-ray player. So I, <laughs> I think Kyle has the disc now. So you're buying. You're buying. <laughs> you're buying some laundry detergent. Do you want some carrots? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, oh these will these work in my washing together? machine? Yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> Don't put the carrots in your washing machine. While you're buying round stuff, perhaps you'd also like one of those like sanding discs for a, for, yeah. for, for carpentry. <laughs> for a maybe. Sander, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, do you want something like that too? Um, I never watched it because I didn't have a Blu-ray player up until much more recently, and it, I had just given given it away because it was completely useless to me. But that's how I got it. Uh, and I watched the fourth movie, Fury Road, at some point, and it's good. I've heard it cool. was good. That's, the most recent one, yeah. yeah. Um, Mad Max was conceived as a drama about a journalist slowly becoming desensitized to tragedy and violence by his constant reporting on it. Uh, this uh, inspired. Uh, this was inspired by director George Miller's time as a doctor in Sydney. He worked with ambulances and ERs and stuff. Saw a lot of car accidents. Saw a lot of like wounded people and a lot of people who had been hurt, and that inspired him to be like, "Oh yeah, like I am getting a bit desensitized to this. Like I should make a movie." Uh, and in 1971, he met Byron Kennedy, who was an amateur filmmaker, and the two like went off and, and started to make a movie. The first thing they made together uh, was in the early 70s called uh, Violence in Cinema Part 1, and they screened it at a bunch of film festivals. What a, what a captivating title that is. Yeah. yeah. Like, I uh, really yeah, want to yeah. go watch a textbook be read on screen for me. Very, very <laughs> first-year film student title. Uh, yeah. I did not look it up, but... Uh, it's yeah, just yeah. a video of Nick Cage punching women in the face from Wicker Man, I think. I <laughs> love that scene. It's so good. When he's tr- dressed up as a bear and just like sucker punches that lady. <laughs> like that movie's like he's yelling bees, not the bees. Yeah. And, I, like, uh, I'm under the impression that Jamie has seen a few movies, none of which have Mel Gibson in them. Uh, <laughs> can't think of a single one, actually. Yeah. Have you seen Chicken Run? A long time. I remember, like, put your head between your knees, something, something, skies falling. Kiss your butt goodbye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No chicken escapes from Tweedy's farm. Yeah. Okay. Is that, like, gravy? (laughs) Is it in the Wallace and Gromit cinematic universe, or what? Ardman made it. I don't know if it's in the universe. Yeah, it's by the creators of. I don't know if it's in the universe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Um, We'll say Lord Boy's canon. 
Chicken Run, part of the Wallace and Gromit cinematic universe. Yeah, <laughs> why not? WGCU when? <laughs> Cheese. Um, so due to their lack of budget or generous patrons, audibly winks into the mic, uh, the pair had to shoot in abandoned buildings, shitty parking lots, and small rural towns. And because of their shitty locations, the film gradually devolves into a post-apocalyptic movie. <laughs> that is amazing. They were just like, no one is going to believe that this is a newspaper because it was just like it was just like the worst warehouse with like shitty offices available in like Adelaide or something. Wow. <laughs> it's like nah, this doesn't work. Um, and the film takes place in Australia following the collapse of society caused by the 1973 oil crisis. Uh, this occurred when OPEC, led by Saudi Arabia, placed an embargo on multiple countries that it suspected of supporting Israel during the Yom Kippur War. Gotcha. In the seventies, this is a, a one of those Nixon's Nixon problems. There you go. Um, he was yeah. he was famous for problems. Yeah, Richard Nixon. <laughs> yeah, old tricky dick. <laughs> <laughs> I think his I think his slogan. We may have talked about this was "You can't lick dick" or something like that. Was like during his reelection campaign. <laughs> I did not know that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, just uh, that. That's what I think. Anyway, if um, I if I just type "You can't lick dick" into Google, you're telling me Richard Nixon's gonna? Oh, Richard Nixon comes <laughs> up. Yeah. They yeah, can't, okay. they can't yeah, yeah, lick yeah, yeah. our dick. Richard Nixon button yeah. on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Google, can I lick dick? <laughs> okay, no, on eBay, lick our dick. Te- this is authentic or claims to be authentic. Uh, Ten seventy five each, or buy two for eight sixty each. It's a pretty decent Let's price. I'd I'd buy one. We got okay, all those patrons. We, now that we're we, thinking, we could spend that on some Richard Nixon memorabilia. Why not? You, okay, <laughs> I think we that's need, what they want. We need Loreboy's merch now of a button that says they can lick our dick with just Peter smiling like Richard Nixon doing his best <laughs> his best Richard Nixon impression. <laughs> I, I need the I need the jowls. Like, need more jowls. Yeah. Smile. <laughs> um. Now uh, this is this is this is the reason I didn't tell you guys what the, what the episode was. It's been a while since I've uh, bait and switched y'all. That's all the lore that there was for uh, Mad Max. Really? That's it. That well, was it. It's, oh, it's all the real had, life lore. You could get into they like had, they had no intention of making a post apocalyptic movie, so they did not set up a universe. Um, regarding the bait and switch, uh, I'm actually doing Resident Evil, which is a oh, different cool. request. <laughs> oh, that's cool, cool. though. I'm yeah. glad you handled it because I, I wasn't ready to deal with the RE fans. Um, but I'm so excited to learn more. I mean, about this it. this must yeah. be a multi parter, right? Like it's the the lore it, goes crazy. I went into uh, so th- so I am I am sorry to anybody who got into this one. Uh, I did specifically um, put this in here to remind myself. If you know where I can get or find the good, like maybe from a comic or something like that, the good Mad Max lore, I will cover it. But I spent a couple hours uh, writing my script yesterday, and I was just like, even this like timeline of Mad Max starts with just like there's nothing here they had no intention of making a war a post-apocalypse movie and i was like oh <laughs> uh, well maybe we could have some fun with this anyway and then when i was looking at some other requests that we had um we had resident evil pop up a bunch so resident evil is actually requested by our new patron Anja sandal uh and Wonderful. backed up by the disgusting unwashed non-patron trio of max freaks all my guts and knuckle silver 
There we go. I can't wait to see how Mel Gibson ties into the Resident Evil lore. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> um, him and Wallace and Gromit teaming up to fucking lay those tracks from the Mad Max desert all the way to, yeah. to Raccoon City. <laughs> to Raken yeah. City. Uh, yeah. Julian the, um, from Trailer Park Boys is shooting at Rakens. Fucking yeah. Rakens. Um, the Resident Evil we're going to be covering now uh, is actually just the Umbrella Corporation. The least spooky part so that we can pick up basically anywhere because it is insane uh for the actual halloween season the umbrella is to stop the sky from falling and chicken run that's true uh that's i think that's little chicken chicken oh chicken little that's it what's chicken (laughs) run oh never mind it's not the chicken run (laughs) (laughs) it's quickly turning into the chicken run episode (laughs) so i've I've personally only played resident evil 4 and 5 so now let's start over here baby after a little bit of bait and switch how you guys do with resident evil i've played Two, uh, I think I've played three. Wait, two was Nemesis, right? Was two Nemesis or was three Nemesis? Three is Nemesis. Okay, I've played three. I've played four. I've beaten four. I've beaten five like 10 times because I had it on Xbox 360 and it had couch co-op. Uh, yeah. And I watched my roommate play the first 10 minutes of six. And I think I said to myself, this is the worst video game I've ever seen. And <laughs> vowed I would never play it. <laughs> Just the writing is so bad in it. Like, oh my God, yeah. it's painful to watch. I played a bit of four out of friends. I think I beat five, but it's been so long. Um, then I played all of seven in VR on Twitch in the time this podcast has been alive, actually. Yeah. yeah. And, and, oh, that was awful. And I, there, there was a part where I got to where I had to fight the, the woman with the hive vagina, and I didn't have enough bullets. So in order to preserve the quality of the stream and not just, like, try and do this over and over again, in between streams... I did a two-hour speed run up until that point in the game, but saved as many bullets as I could. Oh, my so God. I, I didn't have the Twitch chat to keep me alive, or like, to keep my spirits up. So <laughs> I, I played <laughs> two hours straight by myself in VR of Resident Evil 7, and I went for a walk and, like, shakily smoked a cigarette by myself because I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was too much. Yeah. Traumatized so by it. Yeah. So like I said earlier, uh, much if not all of the Resident Evil or Biohazard lore, uh, as it's, or Biohazard in Japan, that is, lore revolves around the Umbrella Corporation, uh, which is a, come on guys, misunderstood big pharmaceutical company. Let's be real. They're not bad guys. Is it one pharmaceutical company or is it like a, a collection of pharmaceutical companies all under one umbrella? Umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Umbrella name comes before they start um you know making up other little industry getting into other industries and making up little shell companies for things so they either knew or it was just a happy coincidence you know okay there you go hello yeah uh so umbrella's beginnings were humble enough uh in 1966 dr james marcus developed a hypothesis that an African flower called the Stairway of the Sun, or the Sonnentrip in German, uh, bestowed powers to the people who consumed it uh, through its mutagenic DNA. Cool. Okay. Cool. Uh, this should be familiar to anybody who's played five, because this is where you find the flowers. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. the story. I remember Chris uh, I, punching through boulders. I remember yeah. a lot of racist undertones. Uh, I yeah. remember when you fight the troll and you have to like run to the different Gatling guns, the the scene in the rem- back of the jeeps. I remember you like going across a bridge and then like a truck full of zombies come like yeah. directly at you. That's is that yeah. five? Yeah. yeah, that was five. That happens That's- in four as well. They they have like a truck that you can just shoot the shit out of and it blows up. 
Yeah, yeah that's and, before uh, PewDiePie ruined bridges for all games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in in five in five you shoot it, and I remember specifically you get the if you shoot like the oil cans in front of the truck and like blow it up, you get the achievement baptism by fire. That's yeah, <laughs> the specific, the specific right. achievement. <laughs> that rings a bell too, actually. Yeah. yeah. And right after that, you go through like the train yards, and there's all like the tripwire C4 and the dogs. Like you see dogs for the first time in the game. Right. In five, you'd seen them before in the series, but yeah, right. I've seen a dog before. I know what that looks like. I played <laughs> Resident Evil One once actually. Now that I think of it, I oh, yeah. was free on PS Plus or PS Plus, and it's so janky. Like to save, you have to like find uh, like, you need a ink ribbons. or yeah, or something ink ribbons. Yeah, yeah. to print yeah. it out. And I played for half an hour. I opened a door, the front door. I just tried to leave the house the thing set in, and a dog jumped and bit my face. I didn't save once, so half an hour progress was gone. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. I was, and then I never played it again. Yeah. That's yeah. 30 minutes of my life I'm never getting back. He says after admitting to speedrunning Resident Evil 7 just to have more bullets. <laughs> <laughs> that was for the stream. I looked at our stream stats today, and those those are some of our best streams, even to date. Uh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. For yeah, so uh, Dr. James Marcus is kind of the original tourist who, like, goes into the forest to hide, hire, like, an, in quotes, shaman to hold his bucket while he pukes out ayahuasca because so, he, like, <laughs> read, a, read about a neat tribal flower, and he's like, this would probably give someone superhuman abilities. In the, in the same way Joe Rogan thinks cactus flowers will open your third chakra or some shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just horse yeah. paste rubbing it in your eyes is better than FDA-approved medicine. And all that yeah, Doc, <laughs> Dr. James Marcus would be on the podcast to, talking about the Sonnentrep flower. He be like wow that's crazy man yeah, yeah. <laughs> gus johnson has a great bit about pretending he's the spotify rep that signed on joe rogan and he just keeps saying all this crazy shit he's like he said what and then like joe you can't be <laughs> like, like just like yeah. dealing with the damage control of all the <laughs> bullshit he says but yeah hey man yeah. that guy hit spotify our stats went up with it and never went down so fucking god bless him <laughs> 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 it's not bad uh. um so yeah, the Sonnen trep flower is a Astrasia flower, making it related to sunflowers and chrysanthemums. So that's oh. kind of what we're looking Today at. Today I learned sunflowers and chrysanthemums are related. Is the Astrasia flower a real flower? No, it's a resin evil flower. No, uh, Astrasia is the current species that keeps that is that has chrysanthemums and sunflowers and other flowers within it oh. they took that and then just added in their magic flower basically okay yeah okay i was yesterday old when i found out that sunflowers and chrysanthemums were related as well so don't worry yeah i looked up you can i tried to google tried to spell that thing that you said i got the estrantia flower also called a master wart but it is a very pretty flower so if anybody wants a, a pretty flower to go look at look up estrantia very nice or master wart or master wart it's w-o-r-t probably eh? yes well yeah. peter, peter the regular uh herbalist over here knows i his played warts. halo one i am familiar with some warts okay and use it in a sentence <laughs> yeah i just got i i got i get dara like for our anniversary a nice uh, bouquet of warts and warbities because she loves halo so much <laughs> <laughs> uh, then she gets the hog yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she also yeah, I mean, the she warthog it's like a it's like a parade yeah. float covered in flowers yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, gave, gave my gave my wife the hog for christmas the warthog and yeah, take it back honey okay so we got a guy doing ayahuasca in the in the jungle 
he is comparable to this. Uh, he Listen learns about man. this flower uh, while learning the history of the Indipaya, which are the tribesmen that you interact with in Resident Evil 5, uh, because he had the written works of Henry Travis uh, at the university he was going to. Um, this Henry Travis had kind of written down the first documented European contact with the Indipaya in the 19th century. Um, Travis was very much like the lore boy of his day uh, in the 19th <laughs> century, where he just wrote down stories that he had already heard uh, and that had been told to him by the tribesmen. Like we go to, we embed ourselves in the wikis, like yeah, good yeah. anthropologists, and, uh-huh. As we do. and yeah. learn. Yeah, exactly. Come back with an annoying accent. And then, uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you like get, lore boy, gotta get all your vaccines before you go to certain wikis. Like, yeah, you never know yeah, what yeah, you yeah, come yeah. out with. Yeah. You could get malaria or hepatitis or something researching yeah. Pokemon. I mean, Smash Bros, you need a lot of preparation before you go to the Smash Bros wiki. Yeah, yeah. Sonic, <laughs> Sonic, you never know what might you happen need... down in those deep yeah. wikis. Criminal background check for one. You got to tell your neighbors your mm-hmm. address and like what wikis you've been on, shit like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, right on Sonic fandom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hi, hi, I'm, I'm Ethan. The, I'm Ethan, uh, your new neighbor. Uh, I go by Ethan Chan uh, on certain <laughs> Sonic forums. I'm required by law to tell you this. <laughs> you, got, you got like the lore boys medallion made of Play-Doh. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Um, the stories that he had been told by the Indipaya while he was with them were uh, hundreds, maybe thousands of years old, uh, but they told him the discovery of the cave where these flowers grew. Um, they had legends that the consumption of these flowers was fatal to almost everyone uh, until legends said that at least one man was given superhuman abilities. So, like, a complex chariots of the gods, like, stupid ancient aliens bullshit city was built around it this is a level in the game like as i was reading this i was like oh i do remember all the like stone levers and like impossible mechanisms that are still functioning thousands of years later sort of thing they have like the mirror focused laser death rays that would like sweep down the rows and stuff that's exactly it yeah the the mirrors were to were to get sunlight into the caves so that they could continue growing the flowers Basically. It just it just goes to show you how I, I swear to God I've been in this game like ten times and like I have retained none of this lore <laughs> like not not any of it. Sounds, I didn't I hadn't retained any of this, but like as I was reading, I was just like, oh, I do remember these puzzles with whatever the woman's yeah. name is because it was my girlfriend at the time and I were playing through it uh, yeah. like ten ten years ago or something because because again it was couch co op so it was just like oh yeah what do you want to do well I was like oh whatever we'll play Resident Evil I don't want to have sex that's for sure let's play no, no. re exactly <laughs> a lot of a lot of like uh the girls that i game with are really into the horror genre like more so than a lot of the guys that i game white with. bitches I don't are fucked up dude that's why true crime is so popular and like <laughs> no. all that other shit <laughs> like, that's that's the thing all you gotta do you know and like whatever kidnap role play people wanted to fuck ted bundy so bad like it's it's, it's been 50 years <laughs> like, like and he was yeah. getting fan mail remember that yeah, he still hasn't returned my emails, but anyways. He's been dead for a while. Oh, that, that <laughs> I, think, I, I think his death may, might predate email, might be the he, problem. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't send an email saying, hey, I'm dead, can't, like, he couldn't have out of office replied, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm dead right I'm now. Hi, I, Ted Bundy, I'm dead for now, you may contact me in the afterlife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please, please contact the penitentiary I was executed in yeah, for yeah. more information. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Um, right, so, um, the king, uh, basically, he became king of the Indipaya, uh, he's 
after surviving the consumption of the flower and uh, getting his super his superhuman abilities, um, he is said to have ruled the tribe for centuries, possibly. Though the legends are unclear, it could have been a succession of kings and queens who could survive the consumption of the of the uh, sunflower tea. Basically, it's genetic or whatever. Like they yeah, got good exactly. genes that can handle it. They got a genetic if mutation that says they can eat it. Yeah, pretty much. It, but they it, it either tastes like soap or it kills you. And these people <laughs> is is was that half of you the have, population. It was the first people with the genetic disposition to consume hot dogs, basically. Yes. Where before that, <laughs> so hot, do- hot dogs would just kill you, and people for thousands of years would eat them and die <laughs> trying to get that sausagey goodness. But true. <laughs> yeah. Hot dogs were invented in 1836 by Larry Hot Dogs when he dropped his prize-winning bag of pig assholes into his dick shaper machine. Though. <laughs> of just, course, I'm always amazed at how well you have these memorized. <laughs> yeah. Don't put uh, Jamie a bottle of wine and nothing to do during the pandemic past you. He could learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> he learns all the in and outs of proper Twitch hot tub stream etiquette. And yeah. he learns all these hot dog facts. Those are the, the but two not a third language for some fucking reason. <laughs> yeah. oh, no, 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 that's too much trouble. Yeah, yeah. He could have solved like the Fermi paradox in his time off. <laughs> the betterment of mankind. But instead, it I mean, if, if Amaranth was speaking Spanish, maybe I would have picked it up. But... <laughs> yeah. Amaranth is, is a, very hot. Is a uh, girl Twitch streamer who uh, maybe popularized the hot tub she, streams. She's like the, the queen of the meta. She's always one step ahead. Like she... She was the first one who did like big time hot tub. She did an entire podcast in a hot tub. She does like just dance. She started a lot of the ASM popularized ASMR uh, yoga pants phase that got Indie Fox banned, which was her one big nemesis. And now she's the queen on top. Anyways, yeah. but this is not the Amber. <laughs> you gotta kill, you gotta kill your rivals, right? Yeah, yeah. Twitch rivals. Yeah. Like any good king uh, or queen, um, I guess if we bring it back here. Um, I suppose there could be some like monarchy rivalries between the hot tub streamers of the whatever centuries ago from the Indopaya tribe. Their, yeah, their they, version yeah. of that, they could hot, they could hot, kill each other. Hot kings dubs. and queens over eighteen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hot tub streamers and hot dog streamers. You know, it's the two groups. Sure. They hate True. each other. They actually um, some they have uh, floaties. I don't know if they have a hot dog one, but they definitely have a giant pickle one. So you can combo those. Anyway, <laughs> please go on. Please go on. Please go on. Uh, it does appear, though, that the fall of the Indopaya civilization was due to their livestock starting to mutate after exposure to the flowers uh, and what is going to be known as the progenitor virus that is uh, caused by the flowers themselves. Okay. Um, the pro- progenitor is what is known as an RNA virus. Uh, RNA standing for resident nucleic acid, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, and actually, which is funny, when I was researching this, we should all be familiar with mRNA now, or at least the acronym, because of the vaccines. Yeah. That, right. uh, I mean, well, I got an mRNA the, one, I don't know. It's the virus itself, too. Like, it's, uh, because it, it preys on, it breaks down RNA, right? Which is why the mRNA yeah. vaccine mm. is so effective. Anyway. And, and, and NA stands for antenna, because it's tiny little antennas that shoot out, um, yeah. Signals from your blood, so they know where to yeah. find you. Right, my keys yeah. are stuck in my chest <laughs> now, and I got a Game Pass subscription, so it was all worth it. I think. Uh, yeah, yes. But I can get on the bus just by uh, nodding at the driver, and he yeah, <laughs> he understands completely. 
Part of Someone it, part at the, of the like a radar dish on his forehead. <laughs> Someone at the dog park today, non-ironically, was telling me that the birds are disappearing because of five G. Uh, non-ironically, oh. I, I had to get out of that conversation very quickly. Man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, in case you guys are feeling bad about uh, some of the idiots in insert your country here, we got them up in Canada just like <laughs> yeah. you do. Don't you worry. Five G stands for good, 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 good global warming. <laughs> 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 Al Gore like shivering chattering like in a haunted house with Scooby and the gang Al global warming speaking of animals uh, being harmed by human intervention here their their garden of evil flowers I guess it's their their climate crisis of the day. Uh, the mutated animals uh, managed to escape that the sinkhole that they were just like corralled into, uh, and kill the king at that time. Whether again it was the first guy or another king, one of the many kings of the Indopaya was killed by the mutant animals. And I love how they just had a sinkhole to keep all these mutant animals into. It's like you guys built a complex setup of mirrors to make sure you kept your garden healthy, but you couldn't do anything about your hogs just just a big hole <laughs> big hole yeah. do it yeah exactly it's the highest Hawks. tech thing like all these gears and levers and uh, shit it's like ah just keep them in the hole whatever yeah. in minecraft you just get a chicken pit and put all your chickens in there exactly yeah yeah. yeah yeah um they didn't have the little conveyor belt to uh to move everything out though so eventually they managed to stack on top of each other and get out and kill <laughs> the king all right um dr marcus read all read all about this in uh travis's journals and was completely enthralled excuse me uh, he and his other colleagues, who were also interested in eugenics, which I should have mentioned earlier, they're all big fans of eugenics. I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Were <laughs> thrilled to hear that may have been an herbal solution to their no Superman problem. And, <laughs> yeah. We've been trying to breed people, but most countries around the world, even in the 60s, say that's immoral. But now, there's tea somewhere that we could get, and it'll just do it for us, right? Like, that's cool? Yeah, easy. A little bit of green tea, you know, it makes you superhuman. No big deal. Yeah, PT, which I think is in the actual uh, Resident Evil universe. It's a Silent, Silent Hill universe. Hill. So it's oh, kindergarten. You did the episode. Cop. <laughs> I'm mixing everything up. I got my Mel Gibsons and my Tom Cruises and my Silent Hills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the PT stands for Pell Tipson. <laughs> <laughs> Peruse Tom. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no! Man. I had a big mouthful of beer for that one. My sinuses need a flush. Anyway, <laughs> oh god! I don't think booze is the right thing for that. <laughs> you might need some sunflower tea though. Uh, Doctor Marcus, Doctor Oswald, uh, Oswell E. Spencer, and Doctor Edward Ashford got to work. Uh, with the help of the father-daughter duo, Brandon and Mylène Bailey. Uh, this Mylène, she's got an accent grave on her uh, uh, E, uh, which I guess for our non-French-speaking listeners is uh, a little slanty accent on top of the E that goes to the left. Points yeah. up and away. Up and up, away. Yeah. Up left, yeah. Yeah. Uh, turns out, even these wildly rich university students, who are all like lords and earls and shit like that as well, I didn't put their titles in here because it was just too much, um, all these wildly rich university students couldn't spot the bill to make potions, apparently. So Dr. Spencer set up Umbrella Pharmaceuticals, uh, which was like a corporate confederation 
sort of thing because Umbrella started to get its tendrils into everything from like travel to over-the-counter first aid. The first aid spray in-game is just manufactured over-the-counter like topical spray uh, made by um, Umbrella. Umbrella. Uh, they also made bioweapons. So anything from like aspirin to bioweapons was all totally fair game. Well, it makes sense. Like, you, if you want to sell something a lot, it can't last forever, right? Like, if you sell someone a razor, it has to go bad after a few months so you buy another one. So if you're selling stuff to heal people, you also have to sell stuff to damage people so you create your own demand, right? Exactly. If everybody's yeah, yeah. just healed all the time, then why would they ever need healing spray? That's why they don't want to cure cancer, Joe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're getting that. We're getting the Joe Rogan bump. Welcome to the Joe Rogan. <laughs> the Poe Togan experience. <laughs> I call him Bro Jogan because I think it's Susan. Yeah. yeah, there is. There's still that like cut with uh with whoever he was interviewing Miley was Cyrus talking to Miley Cyrus that yeah. that just slayed us. <laughs> yeah, find that in our memes channel in Discord eventually. Um, so uh, the company set up base in the cave. So this is in the '60s. They set up their first base in the cave where the sun and trap flowers grew and began to transport them to the U.S. Okay, I do remember um, in five walking through the cave where yes. there's like a bunch of crushed flowers. That I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, requiring another hot, throbbing cash injection, uh, the trio conceived the Tyrant Virus or T Virus project, uh, where they would develop the progenitor virus into something more marketable for the military, uh, which was their first bioweapon project. Um, was the T Virus? This is the T virus, yeah. Okay, yeah. Which, which is the should sound virus. familiar. Yeah. Exactly, it should sound familiar to anybody who has even like tangentially played uh, Resident Evil or even seen one of the like thirty weird movies that that guy made with his wife. Yeah. <laughs> like, the the T virus is 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 an iconic video game villain, basically. Yeah. Uh, like like Bowser or or whatever. Yeah. Or a skeleton or a skeleton sort of. No, I didn't know about it to be honest. I might have heard it a long time ago, but. Uh... I'm along for the ride. Yeah, like whatever the... I don't know. I guess I, I haven't really played 7, but it's probably the T-Virus in some way that made them like vampires or whatever they are. I guess they're vampires yeah. in 8. I don't know how it works, but it's all the T-Virus, basically. Pretty much everything is is the T-Virus or like derived from the T-Virus. It all starts... This is why I'm doing this off Halloween is so like our October isn't just four episodes explaining why big boobus woman is is in a castle it's like <laughs> let's just get umbrella out of the way and we can just have fun after this i'm doing the paperwork for for october basically <laughs> sorry ethan your big boobus woman is in another castle <laughs> i don't know if it's ethan in that one ethan in seven for sure it's it ethan winters ethan it's the same guy yeah. okay good yeah good um, in 1968, Dr. Ashford's was killed in what the Union boys were calling an unfortunate accident involving the T-virus. Yeah. Fell off the back of a truck onto a box of syringes. Yes, he <laughs> did. I don't know what happens. Uh, during the 1970s, Dr. Marcus developed the now renamed T-virus into something um, to preserve life instead of taking it away in an unrelated experiment. Uh, he managed to get the virus to keep people alive or even bring them back from death. However, the newly relived were said to exhibit signs of brain damage and cannibalism. Oh, heads up. Like yes. Yeah, like the rednecks you start off seven with. They're, they, you sit, they sit you down at a, a table with a bunch of human parts in front of you. Yeah, that is straight up just Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first film, though. 
Oh, really? there's, a, there's a dinner party scene in that movie as well that that's taken from. But um, the the Hicks are, you know, maybe a bit slow, maybe just not educated. Maybe they don't read so good. Fancy, fancy words. Not so good here. OK, big city boy. Yeah, don't um, need your book learning. Just need, know how, need to know how to gut a man. Oh man, they're not that <laughs> they're not that slow physically. Because there's a fantastic clip if you go to Twitch.tv/slash/TheLoreBoys and just look at our top clips of all time of me in VR running away from this hick that's chasing me, and I get caught on the door and I just lose my shit. Like my neighbors thought it was fantastic. Dying. Those yeah. are extremely fun uh, streams yeah. to watch. You should play more horror. Yeah. You could borrow Alien Isolation off me. Yeah, I, I think horror VR is like really, really good. It's so on I, Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, I can get that. Yeah. No. yeah, but you have a PSVR, which doesn't work with. Oh fuck, that's true. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Or yeah. it, it does, but like in a really stupid way. I think yeah. you have to like hack it, which is uh, yeah. Jamie's not going to do. Let's be honest, everybody, listeners at home, Jamie's not going to do it. Send they call me honest. Yeah. They call Send me honest, James. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, we're going to find out uh, if Jamie figures out how to hack his PSVR after the break. <laughs> a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back, everybody. Um, hi, a Peter. new research. Hi, is Big Boobus a... in another castle? Big Boobus is still not here. Oh, dang! Okay, I need to explain why Boobus is so big, or else it won't make any sense. Well, she got the B virus. The Boobus oh yeah, virus. dude. <laughs> no, it, it, it's it's A B C D D D. That's the yeah. virus she's got right there. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, a new research lead named William Birkin, uh, which should be familiar to fans of uh, Resident Evil 3, actually, um, saw the fact that um, the original T-virus was giving people brain damage and turning them into cannibals, and he was like, hmm, neat. And he wanted to <laughs> expand the T-virus project throughout the rest of the decade, throughout the rest of the 70s and into the 80s. Uh, in the 80s, like all good, honest, God-fearing corporations... Umbrella got their mirrors and their Benjamins rolled up and ready for all those cocaine parties that they were about to be having. Having, excuse me, because of corporate expansion, baby. Hell Let's yeah. go. It's the eighties. Um, we got to get high. We got to make money. We got to stab each other in the back. That's Reaganomics. Yeah, and make zombies. And also that too. Yeah. Um, Doctor Ashford, who we mentioned earlier, uh, yep. his son and his grandchildren were uh, purposefully infected with the T. Veronica strain of the virus and disappeared from public life. Uh, they would return to relevance later in Resident Evil Code Veronica, which I think was on the Dreamcast or something. Oof! Oh. You're, yeah, yeah, don't. Uh, I can pull that up. 
there's like 30 Resident Evil games, um, but Code Veronica, I think, was on the Dreamcast. I saw the, the box art Dream, yesterday. Dreamcast in 2000, yeah. yeah it's also a Mountain Dew flavor. Oh, Code Veronica. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what what would that kind of taste like? Um, it what would... I, it I'm just taste bl- blood and guts. I was going to say brown haired from the Archie comics. She was the She's brunette. got black hair. Yeah, but she's like, isn't she call herself a brunette? I don't know. And they just you're, didn't have a lot Archie of... episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's probably a lot there, honestly. There's probably hey, more Archie's there weird than Archie's Weird Mysteries was great. Yeah. yeah, Archie's Weird Mysteries was great. And there's also a comic Archie versus Predator. So we could get into it. Isn't there like a TV <laughs> series that's like based off of that too? Yeah, like Riverdale. Riverdale? Yeah. yeah. Netflix series, yeah. Yeah. Um, where were we here? Uh, right, after Code Veronica. Uh, so we now have Dr. Brendan Bailey, or Brandon Bailey, rather. Uh, he was forcibly kept on, like, permanent vacation at the African base in the 80s up until he was executed in 1998. So Umbrella wasted very little time in getting very treacherous uh, as quickly as possible among the executives. Which, you know, good. I mean, that's that's another part of Reaganomics is, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, crush your enemies see them driven before you and see the la- and hear the lamentations of the stockholders <laughs> just just <laughs> does a line then immediately goes oh uh, okay okay i'll be ceo bill's gonna be cfo you coo uh brandon you're gonna be cao chief african officer okay you're going to africa <laughs> that's the only, the only place you're gonna you're gonna be okay have fun make sure to make sure to write we'll send you a christmas card yeah <laughs> the the of like all of his letters just get thrown into the ocean with like a ship that's returning back to the Americas after it's just like dumping <laughs> offshore. Um, let's see here. Uh, right. So uh, one of the other things that they wanted to do was create what are called chimeric animals that could be used by various militaries around the world. Uh, this was done in response to the discovery of people with a natural immunity to the tyrant strain of the virus. Uh, the primary one was a woman named Lisa Trevor. So the immunity you had talked about earlier, Ethan, is part of the canon. Uh, and this is why there's like reptile monsters and like a big alligator and shit like that is because uh, they had to make something to sell to the military if a few people were immune to becoming zombies. Yeah. They needed a backup plan. Yeah, I mean, it's a big thing in the games too where there's always, they're always like, they have the strain that makes them into a superhuman. And then it always ends up making them into a monster anyway, but... Yeah, uh, the idea is like I've transcended life, and this is my new glorious form. Behold, yeah, me exactly. And like, my Nyarlathep horror. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm much happier this way. He says with like a shoulder eye and one of his arms is just a big knife. Exactly. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it so um, much easier to put peanut butter on my bread. You don't understand. <laughs> I'll never go back to the old way of living. <laughs> and just no big jars big enough. He just like cuts the jar in half and scoops it out from the top. Yeah. <laughs> but he's still very good at using. Have you? Did you guys ever have the little wooden dock to put a bagel in that you could just like cut straight down yeah. without yeah. Cutting, yeah. without cutting your palm open? Yeah. yeah I mean, I, 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 I have a cut on my thumb right now. I'm trying to cut a bagel. I get the guy's yeah. misery, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought your last name was Palmer, not Thumber. Uh, well, it can, it can be both. It can be both. Okay. Thumber. Uh, that, that's Glover uh, Two is going to be called Thumber. Thumb Palmer. Th- yeah. It, that actually just sounds like like the Pornhub spoof. Oh yeah, Thumber. <laughs> I barely Palmer, know. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, or like that that Spinal Tap album, like Smell the Glover. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you can't have that. Um, this is funny that they made like chimeric animals to sell to the military because in our Turok episode last week, I mentioned in Jurassic Park or with like the Bionosaurs and shit like that. Yeah. Don't replace human soldiers with things <laughs> that don't take orders, guys. It's yeah. bad writing. It's just a stupid fucking idea. Yeah, it's a bad premise. Right. Like it, it, it makes a lot more sense if they were using it to like we're gonna bomb the enemy with like this gas, right? And we're gonna infect yeah an entire city with this gas to destabilize the city or something, right? Exactly. Like turn your enemies into monsters. Don't like hire monsters to like yeah, yeah. <laughs> march into the city or something yeah. like that. Like this is uh this is Bill. Uh, he works in uh, accounts receivable. Uh, this is Sandy finance. Uh, Brandon, this is his office, but he is permanently in Africa. Oh, yep. and uh, this is the horrible monster that we leave chained to the water cooler. Uh, his primary job, you notice he's covered in mouths, is making small talk. But he's, uh, <laughs> he's kind of an office mascot around here. <laughs> Write that down. I want to remember what that looks yeah. like. <laughs> Just drooling at every corner. Like, oh my god. Well, he would have, like, the water, because obviously they're so they're always so twisty. He would have, like, a water cooler fused to him. And then, <laughs> yeah. like, covered in mouths and, like, Spouts and shit. <laughs> oh, oh, hey, hey there. How was your weekend? Uh, it was oh, fine. I'll, I'll just take some hot water for my tea, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure thing, sure thing. Did you see the game? <laughs> the little, the little like tray that cut, catches like tea spillage, just like goes directly into his body. Uh, <laughs> his tongue just comes out of that. Ew! <laughs> nobody likes. Nobody likes. Yeah. Nobody likes replacing the water on top, but like now especially, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, like exactly, yeah. try yeah. to put it on. Like, uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get your twenty cents back if you take the tank out and replace it with another one. So ultimately, it is still worth it, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it is kind of lazy writing that I'm very tired of where they just want to use non-humans or non-programmed robots to replace soldiers. Like a guy with an Xbox controller and a drone does just fine and he takes orders. Like maybe he'll go crazy (laughs) at some point, but what he won't do is eat everyone in the office. Yeah, exactly. And corrupt them into other, you know, other monsters. Um, these, the, the category of these chimeric animals and anything related to the T viruses, uh, were just kind of shortened down to bioorganic weapons or BOWs, which again is something you would have heard in the games if you uh, played some of the later ones when the government starts to get involved. Yeah. Bond um, Wequip, as Jamie would it, say. Uh, Turok. <laughs> Turok had one of those too. I Don Wequip. Oh, that was a typo, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Umbrella had gotten so large at this point that they needed regional offices. This is in the 80s. Um, all of which would start working on their own projects, as well as kind of like sharing notes and doodles for other potential BOWs that they'd want to sell to armies around the world. Um, Umbrella USA was based in Chicago. However, their Arclay and Nest Labs would be better known to us gamesmen because they appear in Resident Evil's 1 and 2, respectively. Okay. Or, I mean, Resident Evils. Is it Resident Evil? Like, Attorneys General? What do you think the, uh, the, formal, <laughs> the formal title is for the series? Um, the, many, the many faces of Resident Evil. Yeah. Of, okay. of the many mouths of Resident Evil. <laughs> this this, this uh-huh. be a, the second one. 
Nest uh, was used by William Birkin, the guy from earlier, to research the Golgotha, or G-virus, which he managed to isolate in Lisa Trevor by the end of the 80s. So because she had an immunity to the T-virus, she was kidnapped and used for experiments until he could isolate a new G-virus within her and then use that for basically the exact same reason. Um, The G-virus was able to repair cells, though, and heal the body in comparison to the T's ability to turn people into brain-damaged sterile cannibals. Um, Because the G-virus... But this is what you were talking about earlier, Ethan. The G-virus is the thing that, like, every villain of every Resident Evil has in his, like, pocket protector to jam himself in the chest with after he's been shot by the protagonist that turns him into a horrible water cooler monster. monster. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Golgotha... Uh, also known as Cavalry, is the hill that Jesus Christ was crucified on. Oh! Outside of Jerusalem's walls. So there's oh, your symbolism. Yeah. Thank you. Huh, I'm glad that, I, well, I guess I, that somebody did a little bit of reading here. It's just like, well, <laughs> and not just like in, at Capcom Googled cool English words like they did with Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> <laughs> um, the G-Virus subjects, though, uh, unlike the sterile zombies... Uh, could breed, and they could actually reproduce asexually given time, and no one looking. Which is like the, I guess, how you get the Resident Evil 7 family. Was their G-Virus Gs? They're real Gs? They're part of the G-Unit? Um, they are. I, I think they're a G-Unit in, in 7, because uh, a lot of the stuff post-4 is like parasite-based, which they are, the tyrant strain becomes like a parasite or whatever that you can implant into people. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. I did yeah. see a cool story today, uh, and here's your animal fact of the day, about a shark that uh, gave birth asexually. It's been in a female-only tank for 12 years and just gave birth. They, Neat. I, you know, completely unverifiable, considering I uh, just skimmed the, skimmed the article, and I don't remember the source. What uh, if it comes out, like, half-person? And they're like, <laughs> wait a second. I recognize it- those feet. Jim, yeah. you're fired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no, honey, it was God. God impregnated me. <laughs> Sorry, no, I, I didn't mean to call you out specifically, Jamie. Jim was just the first guy's name that popped in my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Peter honestly... thought of a cuck, and he, you were the first name that came to mind. That's all. <laughs> I'm flattered you think that I could approach and meet a shark. I'm terrified <laughs> of those things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, a nurse shark. I mean, they got the cute outfits at least, you know? Oh, yeah, the little little candy striper thing with the hat, (laughs) you know? At your bedside for days and days and days after you were wounded at war, and you got the little shark, like, flopping away. Giving you sponge baths. Okay, so we we have either... Pete's either drawing the water cooler monster or Jamie lying in bed getting sponge bathed by a nurse shark. (laughs) Nurse shark is fine. We don't have to put Jamie in there, you know? That's pretty good. (laughs) Write that down. Write that down. I might forget that by accident. (laughs) There's something there, by the way, with parasite and parasol and umbrella. There's something there. I'll I'll work it out. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm sure that's what they were thinking when they were writing this. Like, wouldn't that be a funny pun? What are the the parasites that are the parasite fish that are attached to sharks, too? That's a remora. Remora. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes together, baby. When the moon hits your eye, like a- <laughs> <laughs> that's Ramora. <laughs> <laughs> Two fish having a spaghetti dinner underneath a shark, <laughs> getting all the catching all the spaghetti that falls out of the shark's mouth. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, Umbrella Europe uh, created the Nemesis Project, uh, that we, and we we're Sorry. also collaborating exactly, uh, which we're also colla- also collaborating with Umbrella USA on the Nemesis Project. So they took their research into the G virus and into the Nemesis Project to create the Nemesis. The reason he is basically indestructible is because he has the accelerated healing of the G virus. Oh, cool. Yeah, there you go. I may have told the yeah. story on the podcast before. My like, I I definitely played three. My one of my best friends growing up had it. But my most visceral memory of it was sitting in the backseat of his car with his dad, who would not let him play violent video games, uh, and talking about how I wanted to... And this is when I found out that his dad wouldn't let him play violent video games, because talking about how I wanted to play Resident Evil when we got to his place, and his dad just being like, Resident Evil, Matthew, what's that? And just Matt just giving me the, you know, the cut your throat, shut the fuck up kind of look. (laughs) Just being like, I'm sure I got him in so much trouble. And uh, he didn't have the game anymore after that. My mom used to rent uh, PS1 and Resident Evil 1 when we lived in Kujawak. Like, it's right. like one of the first video games that she ever played. I've still never played it. I was way too young. But yeah, she used to rent and play that. Oh, cool. Um, right. And then, so as far as the um, uh, Umbrella Europe is concerned, I did look it up. They are not connected to the Las Plagas or the Plaga Parasite from Resident Evil 4, which takes place in rural Spain. They just happen to be in Europe. The Plaga Project is not part of Umbrella Europe. They are not connected. At time of writing, it's, I did not find anything there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, and sure, then finally I'm sure it had, comes back somehow, but who knows how. Uh, there are, like, fossilized Plaga in Resident Evil 5 I saw pictures of in my research, so they may just be some other thing that they found in that scary African cave okay. sort of thing. Cool. Yeah. Good for that. Uh, finally, we had Umbrella Japan Co. Limited, which is the real canonical name for some fucking reason. Uh, and they were mainly focused on shipping BOWs around the world using cruise ships, uh, the Queen Zenobia, Sararamis, and the Dido. Um, there are a couple of games, I think it's Revelations and Revelations 2, that take place on cruise ships. And these are the Zenobia and, the, and that fleet there okay. that was used to secretly ship BOWs around the world, like under in the ballast, ba- as ballast, basically. I mean, um, did, if you if you ever heard stories of everybody on a cruise ship getting sick, it sounds about right. <laughs> B-O-W. Yeah, yeah, everybody exactly. getting the norovirus on a cruise There's ship. There's always, like, couples on the bow or the B-O-W trying to, like, show <laughs> each other how far that they can spit at each other yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, a lot of disease be right. Yeah. <laughs> Every ship's got a B-O-W. You got to give it to yep. them. You got to give it to them. <laughs> Uh, USA number one, though. Uh, Umbrella USA became the largest employer in Raccoon City, employing nearly a third of the population. So very Amazon of the 90s sort of thing, taking over an entire small town and employing most of the people there. The collapse of the Soviet Union in December 1991 opened up doors for Umbrella's paramilitary branches. Uh, you know, uh, reasonable things that a pharma company would need, because uh, we're all familiar with our modern-day Flintstones chewable death squads. Like, that's all just, like, a regular thing that people have, right? Yeah. Umbrella had... Say. Sorry? I would say. Yeah. Everyone has it. Uh, Umbrella's paramilitary groups were... All of these are preceded with Umbrella, so I left it out. Uh, there is the Biohazard Countermeasure Service, which was kind of like uh, HR with guns that would protect the company from their own BOWs. In the same way, HR protects companies from their own staff. The security service, uh, of which Hunk was a part of, 
Uh, he's one of the secondary characters in a bunch of the games, and he was my favorite mercenary to play as in Resident Evil 4. He's the guy in the full SWAT with the gas mask. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was my favorite at the time because I was terrible at video games, or worse than I am now. So the fact that you could stagger an enemy with like one or two bullets to the head and then just snap their neck uh, made him. It was a quite. It was quite the crutch. For That's a premium. Could, That's a premium. Could not play exactly. Could not play video games very well. Yeah. Resident Evil Four was hard too. Like back on the GameCube, I remember yeah. grinding through it. But like the movement system and like all the early Resident Evil games. I guess for anybody who hasn't played them before, like. One to three were, like Jamie said, kind of incredibly hard. Uh, one and two probably especially. I think three maybe got a bit easier, but just kind of like, it's like really clunky. I think Peter's called them tank controls before. Uh, yeah. One to three where you kind of have a static scene and you just got to move your character around it and like aiming in that while monsters are chasing you and you can't move and shoot at the same time and uh, all these other factors. Just make them like difficult games for sure. Uh, the, the shitty controls, I have heard tell, at least, that that was intentional because it does ratchet up the tension. Yeah. It's the fact you're constantly, like, you're constantly fumbling for your fucking gun. Exactly. And yeah. and it it does, I, I think it's probably effective. I've never played the old ones, but I have played the first Silent Hill, which also has tank controls. And I know my roommate and I, in, like, 2016, when we were playing that, he and I were just like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, yeah. fuck. Because, like, every time the camera angle changes, you want to change the way you're controlling it. But, like, forward, left, and right are always the characters forward, left, and right, not your perspective left and right. So a lot of times you'll, like, cross into a new scene where the camera angle changes, and then your guy just, like, pivots on his heels, like, he's forgotten where his legs are and what they do sort of thing. (laughs) You you go through a door, and you instantly go back through the door, and then you're like, oh, shit, oh, fuck, and you're trying to get back to the the door. That's a gaming experience everyone's had. When the, the camera flips like that, you just... Walk in and out of the same door. Yeah. Like Mario your, your character should just get vertigo and throw up at that point. Just, he's, <laughs> yeah. like, so, he's just like so confused. Yeah. Um, and where's the last one here? Uh, and finally, sorry, so we had uh, Biohazard Countermeasure Service, Security Service, and also the Intelligence Division, uh, where a certain Albert Wesker worked as a mole in the U.S. military. Um, and he could definitely get an entire episode on his own. Uh, Albert Wesker is the primary antagonist of the entire series, yeah. up until five, at the very least. Right? Yeah, you fight him in five, right? He's like the big bad of five, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're the one you... He's the guy you punch the rock at. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. of course. I'm glad I made that rock. clear. Yeah, so. very. Yeah. Clear as punching a Many rock. Of... <laughs> Many of the new hires uh, for these paramilitary departments came directly from the Soviet Union or, like, crumbling ex-Soviet states um, and were trained on Rockfort Island starting in 1994. So they spent, uh, you know, two years getting people ready and then moving them over to Rockfort Island in in 94. Um, One such new hire was a genetically unique man named Sergei Vladimir. Uh, whose secret clones allowed Umbrella to continue their experimentations on the Tyrant line of products. So his clones would become the baseline for uh, a lot of the larger, like, nemesis-type enemies that are that are in the games. Uh, the Los Gigantes of the, the series is... I don't know if the El Gigante is one of his clones, because that's a Plaga monster, but... Oh, sure. Similar, similar to that, yeah. yeah. Four with the Plagas is not connected, from what I can see here, to the to the uh, T virus line. Okay. If I recall, Wesker wanted the Plaga from like Spain and Africa and shit 
to just have another product to sell. Because I know, like, the African warlords in the beginning of that game all have Plaga and they force it on people. And then the cultists in Spain and four all got it from, uh, whatever, their weird little Napoleon guy and, uh, and the other dude with the staff. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If that if that terrible description of a game that I've played is, is any of any use, to yeah. <laughs> vaguely. So I did. Sorry, I did Google it quick. Looks like the T Plaga virus is the one used in RE4, and it's a combination of the T virus and the Las Plagas parasite. Okay. Oh no, wait. Sorry, okay. maybe I'm misreading this. The T Plaga virus is a combination of the T virus and the Las Plagas parasite, which is seen in Resident Evil 4. So eventually, it comes back, and yeah, like you say, he finds uh, or he finds a reason to use it. I guess. Yeah. The, the Plaga. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's live lore for you there on yeah. the uh, live on lore. the yeah live lore. Lore boys live, live coming lore. soon. Live lore sinks ships. <laughs> <laughs> live lore. Love. Live, live, lore, <laughs> love. That also is a movie that doesn't have Mel Gibson in it, Jamie. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> um, the first three mainline games and many, many others all take place between 1998 and 2004. Um, there's, a, like I said, there's like 30 or 40 Resident Evil games, like the spin offs and, and arcade games. Everything is fucking canon except the movies. Um, so basically everything up until Resident Evil 4 takes place in the span of six years, whether like sometimes in parallel or, or right after one another, or they weave through each other. It's all, it's all in that six year period. Yeah. I mean, it's like a lot of the same characters, a lot of the same protagonists. And like, every time you play it, it's like, like you're playing four or five where like, uh, Jill Valentine shows up, who is like the protagonist from two. Um, yeah. And it's like, because it's all right after the events of Raccoon City, right? Which I don't know yeah. if we'll, we'll get into in this one, but spoiler, uh, the first three games are based in Raccoon City, which is a city that the T-Virus was unleashed upon and it becomes Zombie City. Uh, it's in and around because the Spencer Mansion is the setting for the first game, which is like the Arclay Lab is okay. underneath that. That's on the outskirts. It's oh, okay. close by. Okay. Yeah, it's it's close by, but it's not in it's not in the city. It's off in the forest. There you go. I've only <laughs> but the zombies have cute little hands. It's like it's like they're little people. <laughs> raccoon city. Yeah, raccoon city. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they, they're washing all their brains in a river and then yeah, like yeah. nibbling on them. It's very cute. They give them a sugary brain and it just dissolves. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. When they put, he looks um, so confused. Yeah, yeah. just the panic on his face. <laughs> All the blood goes downstream. They don't know where it is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like washes off their hands. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it's so easy so for them. It. Why couldn't Lady Macbeth, uh, you know, find it so easy? Oh, deep cut. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. there's your Shakespeare <laughs> joke for the for the yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> Been sitting on that one. <laughs> oh yeah. Look, God, I can't wait till like <laughs> till I can reference out the line out damned spot at some point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Go slide that one in there. <laughs> Tell Dara to take notes, man. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once, uh, once those guys get infected in Raccoon City, they have an unresistible urge to eat a pound of flesh. I heard. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Venice. <laughs> it's still Shakespeare. Come on. <laughs> That's another movie. That's Al Pacino, not Mel Gibson. Merchant of Venice was the only Al Pacino movie I had seen for 
literal decades, and the only other one that I've seen is Angels in America. I don't know if is I ever seen... Uh, no, Al Pacino. Oh, I've seen Scarface. That was Al Pacino. Oh, I saw The Irishman. He's in that, so that's three. Nah, I've seen a lot of Al yeah, I've never seen Scarface. Anyway. Wait, I've only seen Scarface. It's good that you summarized the Resident Evil, the first couple of Resident Evil games, because as I normally do, I do leave the games out here, because you can just go play them if you want. Um, Resident Evil 2 and 3 take place during the Raccoon City incident, um, and like this this is kind of where the even like the Teflon Dons of uh, Umbrella got a little bit too much kind of apocalyptic bad press for them to be able to get through this one here. Okay. Um, in 2004, the U.S. Congress revoked Umbrella's right to operate in the country and seized all of its assets. And the president of the time, which I guess for us in 2004 was what, Bush Jr.? 2004 was Bush, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he resigned after facing criticism for, you know, nuking Raccoon City in uh-huh. American town <laughs> full yeah. of zombies. Yeah. Um, this predates cancel culture obviously um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 2004 <laughs> yeah, yeah this is this is the america that charlie uh charlie kirk wants is uh <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where you the guy with the tiny face yeah game, that's right? the, i think so yeah. i think so that's this is turning point usa they want uh a, a u.s politician to be able to nuke a u.s city because he unleashed a horrible zombie plague upon it without getting canceled okay <laughs> the man's just trying to make a living, okay? You can't take away his livelihood just for a simple mistake like nuking an entire U.S. city. <laughs> True. True. What's in liberal... <laughs> actually. <laughs> so after the resignation of the president of the time, uh, George George, uh, George W. Bush, uh, Resident Evil version, his, can- his canonical version... Um, U.S. Strategic Command set up a department specifically to deal with any of Umbrella's unfortunate leaks that was just called Anti-Umbrella Pursuit and Investigation Team. So they got their own department within the U.S. military that just kept an eye on them to stop them from fucking around. (laughs) I do hate it when an Umbrella leaks. I gotta be honest. Yeah. Yeah, like Project Windstorm or something to turn it inside out. What's the um, yeah, like yeah. enemy of the umbrella? <laughs> the enemy of the umbrella would absolutely be a windy day, like a windy yeah. autumn day, or or lightning. <laughs> <laughs> how many how many people holding umbrellas have been struck by lightning? Probably a lot. I bet you more oh, yeah. people than people who weren't holding an umbrella. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting t- statistic. We'll probably never be able to find. I mean, <laughs> I don't think you should walk out into a lightning storm with an umbrella. Is what no. I'm saying. Unless you're bad. Next Franklin. lightning storm. Let's get as many lore folk as we can out into a field. We'll put half of them hold umbrellas. Yeah. Half of them. Won't. We need a control. Oh, that's thank you, Jamie. That's gonna be our first <laughs> yeah. live. That's gonna be our first live show. Is an electricity experiment with our first. <laughs> Instead of a massive <laughs> Tesla first... coil. <laughs> It'll be our first live show that goes to live leak immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got like like one of our fifteen dollar patrons in the like tin foil suit between those big orbs, just yeah, getting yeah. the like the lightning <laughs> dancing across. <laughs> so the uh, anti-umbrella pursuit and investigation team was given the ability to operate in any country around the world without approval of local governments or even congress uh if a bow was suspected to be on the loose so we're just like hey we caught wind of maybe one of the guys here maybe one of the guys living in this cave uh might be a horrible monster we can't tell and you've just got the nemesis with like a fake beard on it's just like well we can operate with impunity. Uh, we were told by our country yeah. that that's okay. Scorched earth. Eat it, Spain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take that. 
Um, Umbrella was uh, Umbrella would lose its base on Rockford Island, as well as another on Sheena Island, which I didn't get into because it's just part of this kind of little this part of the story. There's nothing really important that happens there. Uh, the former being overtaken by Albert Wesker and his army of stolen BOWs. So okay. he had control somehow of a couple of bioorganic weapons, and he took over Rockford Island with them. Uh, another anonymous, uh, other anonymous employees would cause problems as well. Uh, just selling BOWs or recipes to make BOWs on the black market all around the world. Every single person on staff apparently was fucking like Nedry from Jurassic Park. Yeah, just like <laughs> smuggling out zombie recipes at a shaving cream can. I know how you fight BOWs though. You need big, beautiful weapons. I think is yeah, what yeah. we need to use. Yeah. That's that's what George Bush wanted to do Iraq for was BBWs. <laughs> <laughs> Someone threw a shoe at him in that conference. You guys ever I see that video? I love that video. Oh, okay. It's so good. Yo, he's, he, he's got some reflexes on him. That was pretty good. Uh, his, they, his mom probably used to do that shit because he got out of the way quick. <laughs> <laughs> the um the guy who threw the shoe is very popular on Twitter now. He's got like a big Twitter uh-huh. following as the guy who threw the shoe. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. Did you guys ever see the Fallout Vats recut of that, where it, like, pauses time and has, like, the... <laughs> yeah. Where he, like, targets Bush's head and yeah, yeah. whips two shoes out of him. Yeah, I've seen the, the WoW remix with the dodge slash parry. Like, yeah. It's been done. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, where are we here? Uh, anyway, after the... Uh, after all of Umbrella's Nedries flooded the market with BOWs, um, the total amount of bioterrorism threats... Um, is unknown even after all of the games. So, like, after all of the canonical games, we still don't know how many bioterrorism incidents occurred in the RE universe total. Um, the war on bioterror led to the creation of more departments. Like, this is both the creation of, like, man creating monsters and then man creating departments to. Combat I don't know, monsters. like monsters. To combat monsters for yeah. some reason, but like the Resident Evil series, everybody just loves paperwork yeah, yeah. for some reason. We're the Department of Monster Vehicles. We only deal with people who have been turned into vehicles via genetic mutation. So the G yeah, the the, the G virus that turned somebody into a truck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, yeah, you, oh, you got a water cooler monster? No, no, you're gonna want to take that to the Department of Office Supply Monsters. Uh, that's down there. <laughs> BOW stands for bureaucracy over weapons. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, pretty good. <laughs> Jamie just nailing the acronyms right now. He's just like, oh man, I guess this is so so many of these. <laughs> um, the final one here, the final the final department that we're going to talk uh, talk about is the uh, it's also the newest one created in two thousand and one, and that is the Federal Bioterror Commission. Uh, and that is once again just another bunch of it. it it's kind of like fucking bioterror has just become a make work, bless you, a, like a make work project within the government where it's just like, oh yeah, whatever. We've we've got all these laminated badges with security clearance, so we might as well just give people jobs that require them, sort of thing. Because <laughs> we can't get a refund. It's spending the budget, right? Yeah, exactly. But opposed to spending it on something useful, like uh, literally anything else. So we're just like, we have all this money lying around. Military departments is a good way to spend it, right? Yeah. It was, well, I it was, think so. I'm sure somebody was like, hey, we got to deal with those those BOWs and like, there's no there's no cap on the budget. We'll give you as much budget as you need, goddammit. And then they took it all and then they said like, wow, 
this didn't cost that much because we hire <laughs> one guy to go into a foreign country and deal with the entire threat every time. His salary yeah, Leon, is a Leon Kennedy killed eighty guys. <laughs> <laughs> His salary is like one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year. Like, and yeah, he's got a pension, but it's super affordable. They gave us. $33 billion for this program. <laughs> we got to spin some shit up, guys, okay? How much do we expenses? Like, how? what's the invoice for his briefcase? Uh, uh, it, it was like 160 bucks. It was a big one. You could keep a gun in. Okay, <laughs> and we tell the president it was $800 million for that briefcase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <exactly. laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. The, the original briefcase, well, we gave him one, but he met a shady guy in like a cloak who sold him a bigger yeah. one as soon as he got there. And he, <laughs> he paid for it himself. It wasn't even like agency funds. He just found yeah. money on the ground in that country. Yeah, we told him we gave him a company. We gave him a, like a company credit card, but he kept just using gold he stole from peasants to buy. Things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys seen the Resident Evil Eight vendor? He's like this oh, huge, fat like guy? fat guy. Yeah, with like uh, underneath your belly fat too, like where uh, your pubis should be. Oh, the, uh, he has a gunt. I believe. Yeah, dupe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big old boy. Yeah. So. Now, so after 2001, Umbrella was, you know, kind of on the ropes here with all the scandal. Uh, they were now operating exclusively just out of an old chemical plant in the Caucasus Mountains, which is like in between Russia and some of the Stan countries and, and Turkey and whatnot, like that area. Excuse me. Uh, and this was under the command of the OG clone daddy, Sergei Vladimir. So he was in charge of the chemical right, plant. Right. This base was the home of the UMF-013 supercomputer which was used to make, like, some AI-enhanced cyborg nemeses in some of the fucking games, like Survivor or whatever. Sure. Um, AI-controlled. It was just like, wow, these these monsters are behaving badly. Maybe we should put a microchip in them or something, was <laughs> the strategy there. Um, and the, the, the computer also archived all important documentation about Umbrella's research, shady or otherwise. Uh, the company was digging through, like, its pile of concept art as well, like, at this time to try and stay afloat and just, like, mass-producing B.O.W.'s previously designated as worthless. So, like, Lore Boys canon, the water cooler thing is real because... <laughs> <laughs> so, they had to sell it at some point. <laughs> exactly. It's like they had the genetic code, they had T-virus to spare, and somebody at some point needed a paycheck. Like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> or even then it's like, not to bring it back my favorite invention on the planet it's like no it's not just a mousetrap there's also a gun on it yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this guy's got a gun uh, for hands well that sounds pretty useful no no he only shoots mice but keep him in your house yeah. he'll shoot the mice in your house <laughs> it's like edward scissorhands but just like with revolvers for hands and all he does is shoot vermin yeah <laughs> <laughs> Revolver. <laughs> Imagine trying to use chopsticks. Yeah. <laughs> you can stick you can stick them in the barrel. Yeah. I mean, eating a kebab would be easy at the very least. Do you think yeah, I could? Yeah. Do you think I could learn to cut hair? <laughs> You're like, it's like shooting it off. Yeah. Uh, eventually, like. This umbrella does have leaks in it. It's a cheap one. It's it's going to get ruined in the first storm you take it out into. Uh, eventually, a nearby village suffered an outbreak, and the chemical facility was now on everybody's radar, including Albert Wesker's, uh, who managed to get into the facility, download all the feet pics that he had left behind, and then format the data 
on the supercomputer. So he was the only one left with Umbrella's um, feet picks, basically. Gotcha. Cool. Like any good corporation, Umbrella spent the remainder of 2003 and 4 fighting the U.S. government in court, trying to force blame onto them and counter-accusing the government of covering up their own involvement with all the bioterror, which, hmm? I mean, fair. Uh, it was all pointless in the end, uh, because Albert Wesker made a secret deal with the court and showed them some choice excerpts from his cache of documentation. Um, Umbrella USA and Europe went bankrupt shortly thereafter uh, in 2004, and Japan Co. LTD's reputation meant it never found a buyer. So that is Umbrella from Resident Evil, everybody. Thank you all for listening. Uh, I have been your host, Mad Max, Peter O'Donoghue. (laughs) We will get to that one. We will get to that one eventually if uh, with help from the community. And if you would like to we'll get to that one if somebody does the legwork for Peter. If somebody finds me, if somebody finds me the information, I will happily cover it because uh, I I I like uh, Fury Road a lot, and it seems like a really good setup for something. But I would like to know why it got requested so much uh, for something that I couldn't find anything about. Um, but that please, might, that uh, might be why I'm I'm guessing just like people love the series, love the franchise, think there's probably a lot to it, but they've never they've never gone deeper because it's not there. It's an apocalypse movie because the sets were garbage, is what I found. And, like, that's fairly interesting, but, like, uh, whatever. Regardless, uh, if you want to uh, uh, do that, go to loreboys.com slash about uh, and join the Discord. Join the lore request channel send or and just DM me from there with any Mad Max stuff or anything else you want requested. Just leave in the lore requests. Uh, or you can email us, uh, loreboyspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Jimbo. Jamie. Hi. Uh, you can find me on the Discord. Like they said, go to uh, that thing and you'll find us on the Discord. Yeah. 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 Um, all the links to our socials are in the description of this episode as well. So if you don't want to go to loreboys.com slash about, you can just click uh, the Discord link in this episode. And it yeah. should work. And if it doesn't work, then go to freaking loreboys.com slash about and find the Discord I, link. I, huh? Think if you go to your like nearest street corner and just start yelling lore boys over and over again, yeah. someone will give you the Discord link as well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you leave a five star review on your podcast app of choice, uh, thumbs up or whatever the equivalent might be, uh, you probably end up in the Discord as well. I can't, I can't promise that, but I can say with a hundred percent certainty, you try. It, it will happen, and you can try. Yeah. Um, I've been Ethan Palmer. Thanks so much to our new patrons that uh, Peter called out at the top of the show that I forgot to call out like two weeks ago or and Jamie forgot to call out last week. And uh, You guys are great. If you want to be a patron, uh, patreon.com slash the lore boys. Uh, it means the world to us. You guys uh, definitely keep the lights on. Uh, and it's super cool to see how much the community has grown in the last like six months. It really yeah. does feel like this this snowball, this train is is running out of control. Uh, we have, we have shoveled too much coal into this lore fire and, uh, we're, we're about to go off the tracks here, but, um, while, while like it's a train rolling downhill or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The snowball's picking up steam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thanks to everyone. Thanks to everyone in the discord. Thanks to everyone who, who chats with us, who asks for stuff. Thanks to everyone who lurks, everyone who just listens to the episode and doesn't participate in any of our socials. Uh, you guys mean a lot too. So thanks so much. Um, and if uh, anybody wants to support the show, the show and doesn't, uh, want to give us money, we do need volunteers for an experiment we're going to be running. Um, we want to start small, so we don't know how to make lightning yet. So if, if you could just, uh, stick a fork in an outlet and tell me, tell me the results uh, of such an event, then, uh, yeah. 
I'm working on the Tesla virus, also known as the T virus. Yeah, and we're <laughs> yeah, trying exactly. to see how that works the out. Nikolai, uh, Nikolai Tesla virus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I want to see if sick people conduct electricity better. So that's that's my that's the thing that I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we're we're trying to see if uh, getting getting a, a little sparky shock uh, will give you superpowers. And there's only one way to find out. Uh, yeah. Full full disclaimer. Please don't do this. Yeah, God. God <laughs> okay, please don't Jesus do this. Christ, no. <laughs> uh, and I think that would constitute a lore boys. Lore boys. Lore boys. Out. Out. Go ahead, go ahead now and we, give me a sound check, fellas. I'm going to give you a five seconds of uh, sweet. <laughs> Are they, is this voluntary or is this just what the fuck is happening? <laughs> you guys, you guys see my KFC 11 herbs and spices fire log? What? Yeah. <laughs> is that it's, real? Yeah, it's a scented fire log scented like the colonel's uh, delicious blend of herbs and spices is that the one in the box there is yeah. that to clean your chimney or is that the the one for the bats it's to uh it's to dirty the house i can only assume we're we're vegetarian we don't eat meat we only burn it in our fireplace yeah exactly <laughs> enjoy the smell of it wait oh my what? god you're serious <laughs> yeah i'm serious that is what <laughs> That's crazy. So the other day, I, go- I thought you were going to explain the joke, <laughs> not not show me that you were telling the truth. <laughs> My name is Peter, and I'm coming. Oh, oh, oh! Ethan's camera going absolutely ballistic is what really gets me. What the fuck? Yeah. My name's James, and Ethan's camera is switching from landscape to portrait, and then just flipping back and forth mirror over and over again. It looks like. Uh, He's in, like, uh, upside-down world now. Another dimension, another dimension. My name's Ethan, and I don't know the porn clip that Peter is referring to, but I like the meme of the guy going, nice. Oh, I love that one, yeah. (laughs) Is that a porn, too? I I can only assume, based on what Peter's told me previously about how all memes are porn. Fucking god! <laughs> is he, no, he's not the ice cream guy. That's the the other guy, Johnny's. Oh, uh, yeah, that, that's a ten. Yeah, that's a ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Ethan. Uh, in the nut milk equation, I prefer the milk to the nuts. Um, if I in milk and nuts, the great hack from the NES game, I, I prefer the nuts. I gotta say, the nuts are you're a nutman. Where it's at? No, a nutman. Nutman. Yeah, that's that's nutty. Um, I guess as a tiebreaker, uh, my name is Peter. A tiebreaker, I'd probably have to go with what's the main ingredient in Nutella? Because I definitely preferred it over peanut butter. Hazelnut. All right. Yeah. Well, then I'm a nut. I'm a nutsman as well. But and then, okay, and you they say use you, prefer, like, you, you preferred it to peanut butter, but peanut butter is also nuts. It's not milk. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> not even occur to me, actually. I was like, yeah, that makes sense <laughs> in my head. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.